This is episode 138 of Beyond the Bulletin, published on September 16th, 2022. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Beyond the Bulletin. From the University of Waterloo, I'm Brandon Sweet, editor of the Daily Bulletin. And from Media Relations, I'm Pamela Smythe. On this podcast, we go beyond the pages and pixels of the Daily Bulletin to inform you about important news and views from our community. This time, Ghazal Geshnizjani, professor and chair of women in math, appears with performance artist Joya Dakari to discuss the latter's experience in what she's described as the male math maze at MIT. New episodes of the podcast come out every week, and you can find our archive of past shows and helpful links on the Daily Bulletin website. Please recommend us to your colleagues and connections at Waterloo. Thank you for joining us as we go Beyond the Bulletin. Male math maze at MIT. That's some achieving alliteration. I can't argue with that. I should say that the experience at MIT inspired this performance. And Women in Math is hosting this performance on campus. We'll get into that in the interview. That's right. Well, and as we've often been referred to as the MIT of the North, I'm sure it's uh, so Are we MIT fitting. or are we Stanford? Well... Which I think it rolls off. It rolls off the tongue easy, more uh, poetically. MIT of the North, Stanford of the North. I don't know. MIT is pretty north. We should actually. Well, yeah, we should get out our uh, <laughs> get out our sextants, uh, sextants and compasses, and see uh, see if we can determine the latitude and longitudes. Maybe they're the Waterloo of the South. How about that? <laughs> sure, I'm sure that's how that's how they describe themselves. <laughs> Now, here's what's been happening. Earlier this week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced that Monday, September 19th, the day of Queen Elizabeth's funeral at Westminster Abbey in London, will be a federal holiday and a national day of mourning. Ontario Premier Doug Ford also announced that in lieu of a provincial holiday, Ontario will mark Monday as a provincial day of mourning. Queen Elizabeth, of course, was the longest-serving monarch of the UK and the Commonwealth, reigning for 70 years, from 1952 to 2022. She was head of state of several countries, including Canada, who, along with other nations across the Commonwealth, has joined an official period of mourning leading up to the Queen's funeral. The people of Ontario are encouraged to observe a moment of silence at 1 p.m. on Monday, September 19th. Waterloo will invite members of our community to take a moment of reflection on the day of mourning next Monday. Flags at this university's campuses will remain at half-mast during the mourning period. Jacinda Rietzma is the new Vice President, Administration and Finance, effective December 1st, 2022. She's currently Vice President, Finance and Corporate Services and Secretary Treasurer of the Board at Conestoga College. A graduate of Wilfrid Laurier University, she began her career at Price Waterhouse Coopers as a co-op student in 1997 and remained with the firm as an associate, senior associate, manager, and senior manager until joining as an equity partner in 2011. In 2017, she left PwC for the position of chief financial officer at Conestoga College and moved into her current role soon after. She's involved in a number of community organizations as a board member, including the Brantford Brant Chamber of Commerce. Innova Power, formerly Kitchener-Wilmot Hydro, Lutherwood, and she is a member of the International Women's Forum. In announcing her appointment, President Goel highlighted her excellent background in audit, finance, and corporate administration, as well as post-secondary leadership and collaboration. 
This vice presidential appointment coincides with a senior leadership reorganization that will see human resources and information systems and technology begin reporting to the vice president administration and finance. Currently, these units report to the vice president academic and provost. She will succeed Dennis Huber, who has been in the vice presidential role since 2001 and will be retiring at the end of December. More information about a retirement celebration will be shared with the campus community at a later date. The Royal Society of Canada has honored several University of Waterloo researchers. Waterloo has five new fellows and one new college member, among 156 other Canadian researchers, elected by their peers for outstanding scholarly, scientific, and artistic achievement recently announced by the RSC. Waterloo's new Royal Society of Canada fellows are... Marie-Claire Cardonnier-Seger of the School of Environment, Enterprise and Development, Carl Haas of Civil and Environmental Engineering, Randy Allen Harris of English Language and Literature, Richard Hewson of Kinesiology and Health Sciences, and Anita Layton of Applied Mathematics. Waterloo's new Royal Society of Canada College member is Christina Llewellyn of Social Development Studies at Renison University College. The RSC also announced A. Ping Yu from Chemical Engineering as the winner of the Rutherford Memorial Medal in Chemistry for Outstanding Research in Chemistry, and Kevin Costello, an adjunct professor in Physics and Astronomy, is the winner of the John L. Singh Award for Outstanding Research in any of the branches of mathematical sciences. Congratulations to all on these amazing honors. Now, here's what's coming up. Well, it turns out there is such a thing as a free lunch. And you can get one of those by coming out to a special Welcome Back Lunch on Friday, September 23rd to greet new and returning students, reconnect with your colleagues, and show your U Waterloo pride. Lunch will take place rain or shine on the BMH Green on our main campus, with events taking place at all of our satellite campuses in Kitchener, Cambridge, and Stratford. An RSVP isn't required, but you can register on Ticketfy. We'll put a link in our show notes. We should also take this opportunity to remind you that the Douglas Wright Celebration of Life event is also set for that same day, September 23rd. President Emeritus Doug Wright was the university's first Dean of Engineering from 1958 to 1966 and served as Waterloo's third President and Vice Chancellor from 1981 to 1993. In collaboration with the Wright family, Waterloo will honor the legacy of Douglas Wright, his achievements, and how he shaped the university's future on September 23rd at 11 a.m. The event will be live-streamed on YouTube, and we'll put that link in our show notes. And while we're on the subject of memorials, the faculties of engineering and science are inviting the university to come together to celebrate the memories of Kish and Helena Hahn this October. Kish and Helena Hahn arrived at the University of Waterloo in 1962 and began long careers with the Faculty of Engineering and Faculty of Science, respectively. Kish Hahn was a founding professor in the Systems Design Engineering Department and worked for years as the program's admissions director and died in April of this year at the age of 90. Helena worked in many roles across the Faculty of Science and served as the president of the University of Waterloo Staff Association from 1988 to 1999. She died in 2016 at the age of 81. Together with their families, the faculties are inviting everyone to celebrate Kish and Helena's lives, work, and contributions to the university at an event on October 5th at 2 p.m. It's taking place outside the science teaching complex. Celebrations will include a memorial tree unveiling on campus and a light reception to follow. We'll put the registration link in our episode show notes. 
As previously mentioned on the podcast, on Thursday, September 22nd, the university will make a formal commitment to indigenization, decolonization, and reconciliation with a special ceremony. The ceremony will commence with a sunrise ceremony at 7 a.m. at the Ceremonial Firegrounds at United College, formerly known as St. Paul's University College. A cedar circle is scheduled to start later that same day at 10.30 a.m. at B.C. Matthews Hall, the BMH Green. A pipe ceremony and a traditional feast will immediately follow. The entire university community is welcome to attend and observe all of the ceremonies. For details about the sunrise ceremony and the significance of the cedar circle and pipe ceremony, check out the Daily Bulletin from September 8th. We'll put that link and the registration link in our episode show notes. And now the interview. Women in Mathematics, in partnership with the Faculties of Mathematics and Engineering, is bringing a critically acclaimed production to Waterloo. Truth Values, One Girl's Romp Through MIT's Male Math Maze, is based on the personal experience of its creator and star, Joya Dakari. She's here along with Ghazal Geshnizjani, a professor of mathematical physics and the chair of Women in Math at Waterloo, to discuss the show and the issues it highlights. Ghazal and Joya, I'm pleased to welcome both of you to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you. We are very glad to be uh, with you today. Now, Joya, I don't want to give away anything from your show because we want people to go and, and experience it for the first time there. But I think some background might be a bit helpful for some people. This production is about your experience at MIT, where you were working on your PhD. Then you quit. How come? Yes, back in the mists of time, I was indeed working on my PhD in math at MIT, and I was, at the time I left, also a teaching fellow at Harvard. It just occurred to me that I felt I never could fit in, and so I must leave. So I did, and, uh, and I, at the time, I promised myself I would never, ever speak about math again or have anything to do with math again. And in fact, I didn't for many, many years. And then I, I began writing about my life as an exercise to become a better writer that I started collecting stories about being in math. Okay, but given the title of your production, did you feel you didn't fit in because you were a woman? I didn't know why. I thought maybe it had something to do with being a woman. I thought maybe I didn't fit in because I've always been an a odd bird, I would say. Uh, and uh, I also thought that I was probably the only only person that had ever experienced some of the things I experienced as as a math PhD student as a woman at MIT. Can you tell us what one of those things you experienced? <laughs> um, well, for example, I was the only woman in an office that was kind of spooky in the basement at MIT, and then it was a a big office with a lot of graduate students in it. I was the only woman. And then there was a particularly spooky graduate student who had a kind of creepy way. <laughs> and uh, I felt I couldn't study there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would be a nomad all around campus trying to find a place where I could study that felt um, safe to me. And everywhere I went, there was another kind of creepy guy who hit on me. And uh, I thought that perhaps this was just me. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I later found out that that wasn't just me. 
you vowed you weren't going to talk about math again, but you do kind of talk about math again in a yes. in a way. Um, you, first yeah. of all, you use the term recovering mathematician. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Recovered? Recovering? <laughs> recovering, yes. Why do you use that term? I started to try to hide my background as a, in math because whenever I'd say go to a party and I'd be introduced by someone who knew my background, they'd say, this is Joya. She's a mathematician. <laughs> I would say, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. And then we would get into this conversation about why did you leave math? And so I, I, <laughs> I just wanted to avoid that. So I would say, well, I'm a recovering mathematician. And then people would sometimes smile about that. And then that could, uh, kind of, uh, make the situation a little easier for me. So that's how I started calling myself that. Well, you changed course, literally and figuratively. How did the idea for a one-woman show come to you? And why did you want to turn your experience into the show? Well, I, I had been in the arts and doing doing music and theater since I was a child. Hmm. So so there's that. I, I I tried to stop doing art of any kind while I was at MIT thinking I, I needed to be very, very serious and, and <laughs> buckle down and do it. You know, it was maybe one day I woke up and I said to myself, you know, you're always in a play. You're always on stage. <laughs> you're always working as an artist. Maybe you should think about why that is. I was writing for quite a few years about, about my life and including math stories. And then I was in a writing workshop in New York I was very, very busy at that time, and our assignment for the week was to write something autobiographical. So I, I dipped into my stash of stories about math, and that's what I brought to the workshop. And when I, when I read them, my compatriots said, oh my God, have you seen the news? You absolutely must, must, must uh, share these stories. I mean, that was a playwriting workshop, and I found this... Um, article about how the Harvard president at the time had had given a talk where he suggested that the reason that there were still fewer women than men in math and science is because the women were just inherently less good at math and science than men. When I read that news story, I was beside myself. I was astounded. That was 2005. Gazelle, is that surprising Oh, I vividly remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It made quite a noise uh, in the community. And in fact, I had a friend who was in Harvard at the time uh, in mathematics, a good friend of mine who ended up being the first woman who won the Fields Medal, which is the most prestigious award among the <laughs> mathematicians. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, anyway. who it is? is one aspect, but also just the sentiment. You've heard that elsewhere. I often say these are the symptoms. It's not uh, it, like a person, one person here and there. It's not, um, that's not the problem. Does that mm -hmm. kind of attitude discourage you or does it light a fire under you? It could be something wrong with me, but it fires me yeah. <laughs> because oftentimes it means more work and more obligation. And but that just makes and it means less 
focus on my research and education that I also like to do happily without worrying about these issues. But then I'm like compelled to get into this and because I know a lot of women are following in our footsteps and if we don't, like, it seems like we are the one that have to always be there to hold their hands and do something for them. What do you mean? I mean, like, if same story as Joya, like, that's one example. The one woman, isolated woman who was there. And maybe if there are few other people around her who would share experiences at the time with her and said, you know, you're not alone. The same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of them found, found a way to get around the issue or... And we do, and over the years, you, it's not one isolated isolated story. There's so many of them recurring them, and it's not like in this university or that university. If there were ways that we could bring these women together, we could tell them, no, this is not you. It's not because you you are a special or odd person, like Joya said. It's the system. We have to right. uh, we have to work on that in order to uh, help each other. Uh, Well, Truth Values, we'll call it Truth Values for short, will have its Waterloo debut at the Theatre of the Arts on September 24th. Gazelle, why did you and the Women in Math Committee on campus want to bring this production to us? So one of our main goals at Women in Math is, among others, we do direct support for our members, like mentoring, training workshop, networking, etc., but one of our main goals uh, is also raising awareness about gender bias in mathematics and in academia as a whole. Mm. And uh, we organize events and workshops for that goal, but which those have more formal scientific formats. This is a different way of delivering that awareness or raising awareness. I attended a talk by Association of Women in Mathematics, which is a bigger umbrella network for women in math around the world. And Julia presented the talk uh, about her story. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a play. It was a presentation, but still Julia being an artist, uh, she was a skillful in using humor and the storytelling arts. I loved how she delivered the talk and I was intrigued. <laughs> and I am, I love how she used humor and art. And I am an Iranian woman. I was born into a bloody revolution and a war. And I know like sometimes humor and art are the best way to cope or deal with difficult situation and bring it to light and have the society come together uh, and work on some issues. Hmm. And I was like, wouldn't it be wonderful if we brought the play to Waterloo? Joya was a student in the 80s. Um, how is female representation in math, education, and careers now? So in University of Waterloo, and I'm sure it's probably similar stats um, in other Canadian universities, uh, we have female faculty in 96, 13%. Now in 2021, we have reached 22%. Mm-hmm. So it's gradually increasing, <laughs> But not we are nowhere close to like that equal present representation, right? That's just faculty. Okay. And then PhD students from 2004 to 2015, it was around 20%. Master student, we do a slightly, I guess, 30 to 40%. Undergrad, 30 to 40%. Mm. 
I guess it's better. It's way better than my experience at the time at MIT. There, there was so few women. I don't think there were any women faculty at all. There was one in statistics. The, the play is storytelling, so it's not uh, number-oriented or statistics-oriented in it. The play is, has a bit of a traditional play structure and the prologue to it. There's a prologue. That I have changed over the years to to address the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And we just we just changed it a bit again. And there will be a panel after the show, uh, an exciting uh, um, panel. With, it will be led by our moderator, Hilary Bergseeker, who is a psychologist at the University of Waterloo. She's an expert in gender bias in academia and STEM fields. Um, and we have Anita Layton, uh, trailblazers in mathematics, uh, Jeremy Steffler, our equity and inclusion officers at Faculty of Math, and he's coming from background from engineering, so he's quite an expert on these issues. Uh, we have also, obviously, Joya as the artist in the house, and um, two students, uh, Maliha Ahmed, a, a, a PhD student uh, in applied math department, and Andrea Chakma, uh, an undergraduate student uh, in engineering faculty, so what are you hoping to achieve with the with the production? My goal always as an artist is just to stir the soul. I think the reason that we won a grant from the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation uh, to put an educational framework around this play was because the foundation saw in it an opportunity to uh, for use of the play as a, a great conversation piece mm-hmm. that gets people in that frame of mind where they can have a great conversation about bias in STEM. What are you hoping uh, comes out of this, Gazelle? Uh, we just want to do, like any human being, happily do research, work, a study with a peace of mind in a healthy working environment. And I want that for our PhD students, our postdocs, faculty, everyone, right? So I'm hoping uh, the play will just steer them a little bit, make them think deeper, question themselves, maybe connect in a more personal level, emotional level, uh, with other people who are in the audience so they can maybe ask themselves, like, what is my role to promote a more inclusive culture? Uh, What are ways we can promote practices that makes our community more equitable, come together. So all of us, really, at the end of the day, we can. We want to have a friendly community to work with each other and enjoy it. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be very entertaining as well. well. How can it not be with the word romp in the title? <laughs> <laughs> Joy, what was, I have to ask, what was MIT's reaction? Well, when I created the play, I was really worried that MIT would sue me. <laughs> I was so worried. I went to one of the volunteer lawyers for the arts who said, MIT suing you would be the best thing that ever happened to your career. (laughs) So um, that didn't really help my worry. But anyway, (laughs) um, actually, when there was an article about it that came out before it arrived at a regional theater near MIT, which caused the MIT math department to have a special departmental meeting to discuss it, they were a little concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it turned out that many of them came and they came back because they enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> so uh, that, that, was, that was great. But then a couple years later, MIT invited me to MIT itself 
to perform the play as part of a celebration of women uh, at MIT. And they actually built me a theater space. They built me a theater space at MIT. For you. Specifically for this show, yes. Wow. So that is pretty astounding. Yeah, so they didn't, they didn't sue me. Well, it sounds like it's going to be great. We will definitely put a link to the ticket page in our show notes. Hopefully people will click on there and get their tickets for the show. There, there is a math event page and women in math event page. If they refer to any of these pages, they can find the right to registration. And we'll be posting posters and it will be on social media as well. So I'm sure uh, it'll be easy for people to find it. Great. Also, if, if you go to my website, uh, truthvalues.org, and scroll down to the bottom, you'll see Waterloo in a huge type. And there uh, is the link. I'd like to say Truth Valley is going to be the event of the year at University of Waterloo. So I really hope to see a lot of the, our, our people in our community to come to the play. Um, oh, and it's for outside the community yeah. as well. It's not just for campus. Yes, anybody. Joya, the event of the year. How does that feel? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's exciting and scary. Well, thank you both so much for being here. I'm super excited for this production. Break a leg, Joya, as they say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks both of you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, that about wraps it up for us this week. To ensure you don't miss an episode, please subscribe to the Beyond the Bulletin podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And please recommend us to your colleagues and Waterloo alumni. You can find us on Twitter at UW Daily Bulletin. Please follow us and select interviews are on the university's YouTube channel. Just look for the Beyond the Bulletin playlist there. You can reach us by email at bulletin at uwaterloo.ca. As always, thanks for listening as we went Beyond the Bulletin. So it's crisp in the morning now and crisp in the evenings. Yes, we just have to do something about the time in between those two crisp periods. I need it to be cooler. Crisper. Needs to be all day crisp. It's all downhill from here. <laughs>